Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep the Podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. Oh, yes. Welcome back to the world famous GDP Go Deep the Podcast. We are a member of Go Deep Productions. Welcome to the show. We have a good one today for you. Before we get there, I just want to remind you, we have a website, godeeproductions.godaddysites.com. You can listen to the podcast there. You can reach out to one of the podcasters, and you can even buy our gear. We have the new QR Deep shirt. You're not going to want to miss it. It's very plain. It's original, and we love you. On the show today, we have a very special guest. He's very OG. He's been here with us. Since the beginning, but he's such a busy guy, we have a hard time nailing him down. On the show today, T.O. Big Show, or as I like to call him, OG Big Show. How are you, pal? Doing all right, man. Yeah, definitely an OG for sure. Buddy. I always love being on the show, man. Love it. I love having you on here. And like, because you're on here, that means we have to do this. Oh, shit. Got a Budweiser open. You know what that means. (laughs) We're talking wrestling, baby. Oh, yeah. Steve Weiser is definitely... I wouldn't Being call this 316 a, day not too long ago. That's right. That's right. That wasn't too long ago. And I wouldn't call this a Steve yeah. Weiser. It's like a Bud Light strawberry. I don't know. It's pretty good. Doesn't sound very manly, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bottoms up. Yeah, I like the Bud Light limes myself, man. So with that being said and having you on the show, first of all, how are you doing? What's new and exciting, buddy? Uh, nothing new, man. Same old, you know, dad life. You know how it is, right? Yeah, buddy. Dad Work, life. Parenting, you know. <laughs> dad bod. You even got some hair these days. It's fucked up. <laughs> oh, me? I don't have much hair, really. <laughs> Maybe look, on the face of it, not on the head. <laughs> I, I look like Steve Austin with hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I can't for me. I do too a little bit. So, today we're talking theme songs, right? We're talking <clears throat> best interest music yeah. according to us. Yeah, our own personal opinion, yeah. Of course, we have our opinions like it makes uh, we have a clue. But I wanted <laughs> to start with you. So let's do this backwards. Let's start from number five and work our way to number one. And folks, just for old time's sake, we have the OG Big Show on this show. We're even going to have an honorable mention. Let's hear Big Show. Let's go with number All five. Right. I'm going to go in no particular order because I got so many on my head. But uh, for number five, I'm going to go Mr. Perfect. Like a theme song by with Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, whatever. I met that guy at uh, one oh, of the live experiences. So I went to the first, um, you remember those fan fan expos they used to have? Um, back yeah, in the 80s. And, yeah, the exhibition stadium area, yeah. So uh, I remember those, man. I think it was supposed to be Undertaker that was there. And you know how like the line lasts three hours. And oh. by the time we got <laughs> close to the end, boom, they changed. It wasn't the Undertaker anymore. It was Kurt Henning. So I was a little disappointed. But... I was really surprised on this guy's candor. Like, this guy, like, he really was a a bigger-than-life legend, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I've heard stories where, yeah, where he's very good with fans, for sure. I've heard stories. I've personally never met him, but I've heard he's he's pretty good. Yeah, he was funny. I was there with a a friend of mine. She was actually just a friend. And he's like, what's up, pal? And I'm like, uh... It's so weird because you're kind of starstruck, right? You see these guys on TV dancing. Exactly. So you don't think they're almost... It's almost like they're not real. And I was just like... I felt like that with a couple of wrestlers I met a lot of the rounds of the years, like John Cena and Trish Stratus. I was like... Oh, shit. Especially Trish. Trish was the one that I was speechless with, to be honest. Oh, really, eh? 
Yeah, I, 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 I was hard lady. for me to talk. I was muttering like a like an idiot, but she <laughs> is so cool, man. So cool, and scene is amazing too. So I remember him saying, "Is uh, is this uh, your girlfriend here?" I'm like, "Well, no, she's just my friend." He goes, "Yeah, that means she's your girlfriend, pal." Catch the clue, <laughs> and I just kind of laughed, right? And of course, we ended up dating not too long after that. But uh, yeah, it was just it was just funny. Like he's just a really down to earth kind of guy. He's funny. He just knows how to do the cold conversation. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I always heard he was one of the the main guys there ribbing people back in the day. Him and Owen Hart. Oh yeah, I could see those two being like a tag team duo back there. Oh yeah, God rest his soul, folks. I just want to throw it out there real quick. You know, the passing of Scott Hall was very terrible. He's lived a very interesting life, good and bad. I know Diamond Dallas Page and uh, Jake the Snake Roberts reached out to him at one point when uh, he was at his lowest and literally brought him back from zero <clears throat> to hero. And even got helped him um, get a uh, hip replacement. Um, not that it has yep. anything to do with his current passing, but I just want to throw it out there. I think he was a solid dude. I love the Outsiders. I loved Razor Ramon. I love Scott Hall in the NWO. And I just thought he was just a classy guy. I remember seeing all the different interviews. And I know interviews usually show people at their best, but uh, I think he literally was like someone that actually loved what he did. Oh yeah, for sure. He always, he was, he was one of the greats for sure. Even everyone, he had his demons and eventually did catch up to him. Like, yep. I just recently read a story about um, the whole pandemic, everything. It's done it to everyone. A lot of people, right. But he was, he actually got back on alcohol and pills and all that. And he, an X-Pac was there trying to get him back with Dallas and all that. Yeah. That's what got him with Dallas. If it wasn't for Yeah, it really X-Pac. was X-Pac, yeah. That's a sad, sad thing, man. But he's a definite, definite game changer. So I, another interview I saw, he was talking about that. Sting and Hulk Hogan were both talking about how he, Scott Hall was the one that basically made them relevant again. Like, yes, it's huge parts of their career. I mean, obviously the Hollywood Hogan and the Crow Sting, like that was Scott Hall. Well, as we go down this list. All Scott we'll- Hall's idea. We'll come back to Scott Hall because I have a feeling yeah. he's on somebody's list. I'm not positive, but I'm Oh, for I'm sure. sure. One of us. <laughs> All right. So number five, and I was going to wait to do tag teams. Uh, really and truly, I was going to do tag teams as a separate um, show, but I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I couldn't help it. So my n- number five is the New Age Outlaws. I used to love the, oh, yes. oh you <laughs> didn't know? Um, I can't, oh, yes. I can't, oh, man. <laughs> I can't play the music because I don't have the license and I don't feel no, like suit today, but uh, amazing. Uh, Road Dog and uh, Billy Gunn were an amazing tag team. I really love the fact that Road Dog, that guy could talk, eh? Like he just had the oh, gift. Oh, he was good. Even Billy could still run his mouth too. He was good too, but yeah. Road Dog was the mouthpiece, no doubt. You know, I really don't like what WWE did to um, uh, Billy Gunn at the end there. They put him in a weird situation he wasn't necessarily comfortable with. And just kind of gave him the ultimatum to pretty much pick up and leave. And obviously, this is hearsay. I don't know yeah. the truth of truths because I'm not Billy Gunn. But uh, that's the way I understand it. The thing is, I was glad they also still gave him one more title run. That was, that was cool. I like I like that a lot. Yeah. And But Billy Gunn's doing his thing in AEW, man. Like, that guy is, is still fit for almost a 60-year-old man. And he, he's solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there with his two kids and all that, and they're doing all right. So he's doing his thing in AEW. He's doing good. Who knows? Maybe you might see Road Dog down there too. Even though Road Dog really can't wrestle anymore, but still good to see them together again for sure. He's just like what? He, like Road Dog should be a commentator or like um, like a ring announcer. Like honestly, 
He's just got that gift. Yeah, he might. It's a waste. He could do that. Yeah, he probably do that. Yeah, or he probably do something more like helping the guys in the back, or maybe like be a manager piece to like Billy Gunn and his kids, maybe. Yeah, or maybe just his kids. He's got the gift <laughs> of talk, man. He could be the new Paul Bearer, but actually talk and not like whimper when he talks. <laughs> All right. With that being said, let's hit your number four there, uh, OG Big Show. All right. Number four is going to be a corny one, but I always liked it. I liked the Mounties theme song just because he was a wow. Canadian old Ray Rajat. I think it was Jacques Rougeau. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure, yes. It's just so like, you can hear, I'm the Mountie. It's so corny. I'm like, oh my God, but I loved it. Listen, man. You, just you, one of those songs I just, you hate to like it. You like what you like, and it's just, that's all the Exactly. But I like the Mountie, man. Well, you but I will I, admit, him and the boss man had one hell of a feud, those two, man. I love oh, the big man, boss classic. man. Classic. The big oh, boss man. man. Those two were classic. I can't remember what happened to him. I remember he left, and he was heavy. And when he came back, he was, like, in better shape, and he had, like, a cool... Oh, yeah. Uniform. When he came back with the corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, he was he was good, man. He, he even had a run there where he was feuding with Big Show for the title, and... Had his little hardcore run in there. He, he had he had a bit of a run there in there. I really wish Big Show had done more in his career. He had the ability the, the ability to be something huge, and it just seems like he'd always be at the cusp and then just kind of like simmer, simmer out. You know what I mean? Like simmer down. Yeah, they never WWE never used him properly. No, WCW did okay, but yeah, he was in the NWO there for a short time when the NWO first started in uh, WCW yeah. when the Monday Monday Night Raw. Um, or not Monday Night Raw, but Monday Night Wars for ratings were going down. And I don't know if he just got a good contract and that's why he came over. And then he just did nothing at WWE. Yeah, he had a few weeks there. And then they eventually did put the belt on him for a bit. And then still, it's, didn't, didn't, I don't know, it just didn't work out. It sucks. It's terrible, right? Because he had, he had the gift. He could talk. He just yeah. didn't use it for whatever reason. We don't know what happened backstage, right? That's true. So my number four is the Union Underground, the like one of the original Raw is War theme songs. It's not yes, the original, that's, but... Uh, that's still the, the best one. Yeah, it was like, it was more metal, and oh. I'm not really a metal guy, but uh, it was more Me metal. Either, but that was... It was bang on. Everything about that was bang on. on, and I found that even like the video that they used as like an intro, it, it just yeah, all tied they, in really well. I don't know who Vince McMahon hired at that time, but... God damn it, that guy better be doing movies because he just knows how to mix the <laughs> I would, There's clips. still people calling for it to come back. Like, bring that song back with the new with the new guys. Like, you can do it. Honestly, why why not at this point? What do you have to lose? I don't really see much in the way of ratings going on down there. The stories look recycled. I could be wrong, but I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, so moving on, I, th- I feel like that theme song was the one and i really that in some capacity it does come back i think i don't think it will but that was i still hands down the best one by far yep i agree so moving on number three what's your number three there OG? oh my number three is going to be a classic randy savage Ooh, still yeah. to this day man you you get Hills, just listen to that, man. So I was watching. Oh, I love that song, and it's just a simple graduation song, you know, yeah. <laughs> like from graduates or whatever. But it is still iconic. So ever will be iconic. He was one of these guys that literally can just talk, and like oh, I mean, geez. outside of the one interview that he did with Mean Gene and Hulk Hogan, where him and Hulk Hogan appeared, 
I'm going to say appeared because it, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Appeared as if they were both on coke and just talking out of their asses. But it was more interesting than fuck, and everybody involved probably loved it. And then after was like, you need to calm oh, down. He was the painkillers or the coke because you guys were completely out of here. It was like they were talking about like, when the two biggest things in WWF come together, it's like the stratosphere blows up. And you know what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what, brother? (laughs) And oh my God, I remember being like, this is so cool. And then looking back at it being like, these guys were fucked up, but I loved it. It was a great (laughs) promo. But there's so many different interviews with Randy Savage, whether he's on Arsenio Hall. He can count on and on. And he, he can talk. Like this guy can just, Put words together and they sound fan fucking tastic. Oh yes, exactly. One of he's probably obviously one of the top five like ever since like cut promos. He's there. Oh yeah, and they know that in real life. One of two things: Randy didn't like Hulk Hogan. They never oh, really got that's along. Odd. That's obvious. <laughs> but we the other that. one that's, that may not be obvious to everybody is the hate that Andre the Giant had for Randy Savage. So that's something I didn't, I couldn't understand either. I'm like, I that was surprising, man. Well, Andre the Giant was... Like, I didn't understand character. what Andre had against him. He didn't like him, and he didn't like a couple other characters. I can't remember. I guess they brought another guy over. I can't remember his name, and he was like a giant. I heard something about um, Jake the Snake, too. Andre wasn't a big fan of Jake, either. Or the Irish... That was because the, we had the, I was gonna say the, the snake Irish. issue with him that time. The Iron Sheik, he wasn't a fan of him, too. I know that for a fact. Oh. But uh, I remember, I guess Rand, uh, Randy uh, didn't like being manhandled so much. So the next time they faced after the first time, he used baby oil so he would be too slippery to fuck around with too much. <laughs> and apparently Andre like yelled at him the next time he seen him. He's like, get out of here and no baby oil. <laughs> and just like freaked out on him, right? So I thought that was kind of wow. interesting. I don't know what happened. And, and to make someone like Randy Savage kind of cower down a little bit, you have to be a really big, intimidating uh, motherfucker. Oh, and uh, yeah, Andre was the guy. Yeah, he probably no one messed with him. He probably came up to his fucking belly button, for all we know, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> all right, so my number three is uh, the Bossa song, and I reflect, and I'm sure a lot of people that grew up in the Attitude Era can reflect to this, and that's no chance in hell. No chance. Oh yeah. Still to this day, it's still whenever Vince makes his appearance, it's still yeah. Fans fans sing to it for sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. And why shouldn't they? I'm sure when he uh, passes away, and we're not looking for Vince to pass away because, you know, he's actually a pretty decent guy from what you can tell outside of the show business part. Yeah, his business side, yeah, he's a bit different. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah, absolutely. But I could see him, his casket being lowered to no chance in hell. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh. Why not? Oh, for sure. One last hurrah. Fuck it. Just play the song for me, right? That's what I say. So I, I love it. And I know a lot of people reflect to that song when they're trying to uh, get their point across. There's no chance in hell. That yeah, no chance in hell. Yeah. But moving on, let's get to your honorable mention. All right. My honorable mention is going to be one of the Undertaker's songs, American Badass. Oh shit! So which one? The one with Limp oh, Biscuit? Oh man, my with Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock one, whatever. Rolling badass when he was the badass taker and had those two songs. Yeah. Oh man, amazing! That was awesome. I used to like that. I loved it. Even either the, one, man, they were both badass. I remember them writing. That's when they were allowed to use real singers as their entrance, right? Not many can do that now for copyright, yeah. obviously. I, uh, I I used to love when they him and the uh, him and Kane used to ride down. 
the ramp with their motorcycles. Uh, yeah, brothers of destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never get over that. I love the motorcycles. I don't know why. I have a problem with motorcycles, clearly. But uh, talk about honorable mentions. I got one of my own. And my honorable mention is Brett the Hitman Hart. I mean, as a Canadian, you have to love him. It's like, it's a part of the, the, the rule. Oh, for sure. And like, oh, you're Canadian? Okay, well, here's the uh, here's a biography of Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation. And if, if you don't, if you don't look at this, then we, you're not allowed to watch wrestling. It's just a, it's just that simple. For sure, I agree. I mean, you hear that? We hear the, uh, you hear his song. It's, it's that's Canadian as you can get, man. Yeah. Him, Chris Jer, even Chris Jericho to a point. You know those two guys. When it comes to Canadian wrestlers, you know, even though this guy is older than the guy I'm going to reference, but really, uh, Bret Hart is the the George Saint Pierre of of wrestling. You know what I mean? There's just he is. Oh, there. for sure. When you. Exactly. When you think of Canadian wrestler, like the number one guy you think of is Bret Hart. Yes. Just like with UFC, GSP, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Hell, right. Like the new generation, there's way more top Canadians now. You there can is. go on with the Canadians right now. It's so just, many. It's just not the same. I know. That's just like, you know, like I could see GSP if they were, if they were wrestling and slash in the UFC at the same time, I could see if someone asked George St. Pierre about uh, Bret Hart, he'd be like, I was pref- uh, I was impressed with his performance. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Georgia. A little French accent. Yeah, <laughs> my anglophone <laughs> accent is uh, not, or my anglophone accent's good. My francophone accent is shit. But uh, I do apologize to our French listeners. I just, uh, I, I believe that's how it would sound if George were to say it. But uh, moving on, number two. What's your number two there, OG? Oh man, this is another one that it's going to go way a little bit back for us, and that's the the DX, but the Run DMC version. Oh shit! Where it goes, the Kings of Rock, who the Kings of Rock? What that one? I absolutely loved. I thought that was the best one they could add, even better than the original. I think. Oh wow! Just the, I thought it was amazing. That's a big claim. Even though it was just a special, a special one for like the CD they had that rap CD with their entrances or whatever. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love those entrances. Oh, like I still think X Pac uses it now when he was came back to wrestling there in uh, GCW. There, he used that that song, the Kings of Rock one. Oh wow! I thought it was awesome. He's an interesting. One guy. of my obviously one of my favorite songs. He's definitely an interesting character, uh, X Pac or One Two Three Kid, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, he's still in good shape. Though. I'll give him that. Listen, what else has he got to do? He made some good money. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, he's. He's a Hall of Famer, two-timer. Yes, sir. So, talking about number twos, we're going to talk about my number two. My number two brings me back to when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I was a kid of the 80s. I was born in 82. And as I speak about this, that pretty much narrows down who my, uh, my favorite would be. And it's weird because I don't live in America. But when this guy came on, it made the hair on your back of your neck stand up. You wanted to wear the red bandana, and you wanted to wear the yellow shirt with the holes in it. And even though you weren't going to rip it because you wanted to keep it, you definitely, uh, you definitely wanted to wear this shirt wherever you went. And that's Hulk Hogan, real American. Oh yes. And I don't know. That's the childhood right there, man. Definitely. When you still hear that now, the odd time when he comes out to that, and you're like, oh, it's your childhood, man. I'm so glad you get chills. I'm not going to lie. When I see Hogan, I get chills. Yes. So that and was the guy for me, man. Him and Andre got me into wrestling. Those two. You know, I liked his WCW days. And I loved how he used to come out to Hendrix and, 
you know, all that kind of fun business. But, you know, I, I see Hulk Hogan is one of these, he's one of these weird characters because he has like two versions of him. You know, you have the WCW Hulk Hogan, which is NWO and, you know, Jimi Hendrix and whatever. And yeah. Then and then the, there was that American made song I think he had coming out to WCW. Yeah. And then you have, you know, the WWE version where he comes out to, I'm a real American and he has all those, all those core values you see his hair, whatever he had, that hairline, and he'd shake it when it was all wet and yeah. point at you. Good old horseshoe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the no-no and the leg drop that just that stopped the world, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Or the big the big, uh, the big big press slam, you know, like he did to Andre the Giant and whatever. Yeah, uh, the old body slam, that, him, all the big Bundy stud, yeah. But it's just something about that. Even to this day, I'm not American. I, I, I love my fans, uh, not my fans, but I love my uh, American Americans to the South, the family to the South. Oh, for sure. I like Americans too, for sure. Got many American friends. But when this guy's song comes on, it's over. I feel like I'm an American oh. and, uh, you know, I love Bret Hart. I love my uh, Canadians. But it's just like you're there for that moment and you just feel like you're a part Oh, yeah. Of, he's, exactly. I 100% agree with you. So crazy, so much uh, nostalgia going on here. And I know for some of you new wrestling fans, you may be like, ah, I can't be bothered. Okay, I get it. We're talking about the golden age for us. The us. There's, like, and that have, was ours, yeah, the late 80s. Nothing wrong with that. Late 80s, early 90s, even nope. some 2000s. But there's still uh, some other names to drop. So, OG, number one, let's hear it. Number one, I'm going to be sticking with the same person we were just talking about. Hulk Hogan, but I'm going with the Voodoo Child one. Oh shit! Because when whenever he came up with that, I think he used that just in WWE though. When he was the undisputed champion, yeah, just him coming out when he beat Triple H, he had that belt walking down, playing like a guitar, like he did in the NWO days. Like as much as I love the uh, crash, it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. Yeah, that Voodoo Child one, just oh my god! When he's playing with the belt, I I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. When he's like, I, I do it. Guitar. I'm a four. I'm gonna be. I'm a forty year old man, and I do it with my belt. <laughs> I play my belt as a guitar whenever I hear that song with Hogan. To this day, man, I'll do it. Don't care. No fucks given. How many? <laughs> I hear that. How many? Uh, how many replica belts do you have? They're uh, OG Big Show. I used to have four, but I only got the one now <laughs> because I had to sell them for obviously kids. You know. Yeah, yeah, they're I, expensive things. Oh, <laughs> they're very expensive. But I love them, you know. You got to do what you got to do. But I got one now. I have the WWE title, the Brock Lesnar one. Is that the only one you have right now? That's the only one I have, yeah. My favorite the belt one I use. My, is uh, the Attitude Era 2 belt. So it was The Big Eagle? The Big Eagle, yeah. Big yes. Big Eagle. To me, that's the belt. Then the other ones look cool, like the John Cena era and whatever. They're cool. I have that one. My but, daughter has it. The spinning belt, yeah. But my belt is that one. The one that Stone Cold held. The one that Bret Hart held. The one that The Rock held. Though that That's the belt. You know what I mean? As the winged I eagle. I don't think Bret held the big eagle. Like Bret held the winged eagle. I think he held the big one, if I remember, if I looked at this one picture correctly recently. It was... Hmm. I, I Honestly, I don't know. I thought he was just the big e- the winged eagle one, but yeah, who knows? I could be wrong. I think he held that before he ran, or not ran, but got a better offer at WCW before they closed shop, right? Eventually, they did change the belt around that time, yeah. I think he held it once, too, but yeah, that's the belt. That's the only belt, as far as I'm concerned, even to this day, and I'm sorry. My favorite is the big gold. What The The old WCW, NWA, big gold belt, That's to me, is the most beautiful belt out there. 
I like it. It's not nothing for me, can though. touch that in my eyes. It's it's, it's always going to be secondary to my uh, my winged eagle. I don't know why. I don't know what's so special about that belt. I don't know what the relevance um, of that I, is. It, the winged eagle comes a close second for me, but that big gold belt is just something about it. I just I love it. It's definitely uh, a favorite, but it's just not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one, here we go, and this is gonna be an odd one for me because. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of The Rock. I'm a huge fan of Stone Cold. I love their their theme songs. They're just not top five for me. I know. It's weird, right? Yeah. I'm another one. I grew up a huge Austin Mark, and obviously I didn't pick an Austin song, but it's still, you know, it's still on like one of the iconic songs. Absolutely. Both of them. But the song I always love, and I don't know why it's like it, it gets you all jazzed up. You know what I mean? Gives you the jazz fingers or um, it just gets your blood pumping. And for some reason, that's the boss's son, Shane McMahon. Here comes the money. For some reason, <laughs> I don't get it, man. He comes out swinging his one arm like he's boxing. and <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. I, that, that is funny. I remember that old skit they did years ago with Triple H and Shawn when they did that. And, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels dancing around to it. I'm going, oh, my God, this is awesome. I've always, always impressed with Shane. I don't know what it is. I know he had to play. Oh, Shane is amazing in the ring, man. I'll give him that. Oh, my God. But just think about it for a second. Third generation McMahon, right? Third generation in ownership. Yeah. Or not ownership, but I guess he's part of the ownership team, right? Uh, I think he still is. I'm not too sure. And he went right to the roots of wrestling and learned the art and did it, you know? Yeah, and the wrestlers respect him for it, too. He doesn't. Yeah. How could you not? Oh, for sure. He's well-respected by a lot of top guys. The cage and flying and doing uh, his flying move off the top of the cage. Oh, yeah, coast to coast. Yeah, or did it right in or the, the front tight- edge. Yeah, the, yeah or his the- Titantron thing there where he yeah. fell off the top of the Titantron years ago. Yeah. So, I think he was facing Test or something, I think it was, or Steve Blackman. So you can't say anything bad about this guy considering no. he, he was willing, whatever he wanted the wrestlers to do, he was willing to do it as well. Yep. Vince is the same way. Yep. What more can you say about a guy like that, right? Oh, no. He'd do anything for the business, exactly. Anything but that. <laughs> Rest <laughs> in peace, Meatloaf. Uh, so, before we close this bad boy up, Scott Hall, okay? One yeah. of the outsiders. Uh, we were kind of lately talking about it, but we were, I wasn't sure if we were going to get into it. He was His theme song was cool in WCW. I loved it. Oh, for sure. The screeching wheels is, oh, man. Just Iconic. Really classy guy. And, like, we've lost a lot of wrestlers. But for some reason, he will, always, he will always stand out. Chico, he's throwing his toothpick. Yeah, I think the peaceful one recently that hit the hardest since Dusty passed. I think even well, even Roddy Piper. I can't. I got to admit that was unexpected. But everyone is all they were talking about is Scott Hall. Like, yeah, as much as Piper is iconic too. But I don't know, man. Like Scott Hall is. He, he, I used to speechless love as you can tell I'm speechless man like crazy I, I, I'm, I was lucky I met him one time I don't know years ago if you remember back in the old days he, he was signing out of bad, the bad boy furniture there right in Scarborough here yep years ago I think like early 90s when he first came there and I was actually able to meet him very nice guy oh yeah classy Kurt oh, Henning man. nice as far as I could see Oh, for sure. Scott, I've never, like I said, I've never met Kurt, but obviously from what you're saying, he's great. And Scott Hall was a great one too. I love, like I said, uh, sadly he had his demons, you know, like a yeah. lot of people do. It's just the greats do. That's just, that's just 
uh, part and parcel, I believe, to it. But I love watching the videos. I love watching the videos of when he was in WCW and be like, hey, yo. That's the thing. Everyone is like, hey, yo. Survey uh, time. (laughs) How many of you guys here to see uh, WCW? And everybody would just say, boo. And then he'd be like, and how many people are here to see the NWO? And they'd be like, and he'd be like, Another one for the bad guys. <laughs> that was yeah, his... or in a little toothpick thing he did all the time. He still did that in WCW. Yeah. You know, that was like a Razor Ramon thing. He still, that was his, you know. It's funny because I remember watching uh, Vince teach him how to do a promo that he wanted to do. And he was telling him how he wanted to throw the toothpick at the camera. And, like, it it just stuck. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. And what's really funny is, like, um, Kevin Nash, Diesel, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Went after Scott Hall, went to WCW after he got guaranteed great money, $3 million. Yeah. Like, how do you turn that down? Can't blame right? them, really. You can't yeah. blame them. And at that time, I guess, WWF wasn't uh, set up in such a way that it did guaranteed money. It was all promos. No. Sales on merchandise and et cetera, right? So. Yeah. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. There's nothing good about this, but uh, it just is what it is. So. Um, I don't have the bells here to do, but uh, 10 bells salute to him, Roddy Roddy Piper, and every other wrestler that we've lost that's near and dear, and uh, it really sucks. But, you know, we all have a time, and uh, whether we like it or not, it's coming. Yep, that's sad reality, sadly, yep. So, big show. I loved having you on. It's been way too fucking long. We're going to have you on a little bit <laughs> yes, more often. Yes, man, I agree. I would definitely, definitely. love to talk about um, theme songs more. And maybe next time. Oh, for sure. There's so many. There's so many. um, Either tag teams or uh, stable songs, top top five. So uh, those are two good ones for sure. Yes. So stay tuned, folks. OG, it will be back on the show so we can rehash our golden years of wrestling. Just a friendly reminder, folks, before we cap this bad boy off, you can find our website online, obviously. All you need to do is go to godeepproductions.godaddysites.com and from there you can listen to our podcast if you aren't already listening to us from there. And on top of that, you can click Get Our Gear and we have the new QR Deep shirt. It's very simple. It's cheap. Just a little bit of love and we appreciate you and we thank you. T.O. Big Show, once again, thank you for being on the show, buddy. Always great to be on, man. Thank you. No problem. A wise person once told me, Nobody likes a tip, so that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep. Go deep.